Hello everybody, I'm your host Hal Curtis and I'd like to welcome you to The Space Industry by SatSearch, where we share stories about the companies taking us into orbit. In this podcast, we delve into the opinions and expertise of the people behind the commercial space organisations of today who could become the household names of tomorrow. Before we get started with the episode, remember you can find out more information about the suppliers, products and innovations that are mentioned in this discussion on the global marketplace for space at satsearch.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Now, today is a little bit different to uh, our episodes that we run speaking to individual suppliers in the industry. Today, I'm joined by uh, Rifath Sharuk from Space Kids India. And um, Rifath is going to give us a little bit of his uh, experiences and some insights into the procurement and the space industry, sort of on the purchaser side, on the buyer side. But firstly, I think it would be great to uh, set the scene by Rifath, if you could give us a little bit uh, of uh, a background about Space Kids India. And hello and welcome to the podcast too, of course. <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, Harold. It, it is absolutely, you know, uh, beautiful to be here. I just love it. And I'm a big fan of Search Search. You know, it has helped me a lot during our searching for the components. So thank you for that. Uh-huh, thank you. So uh, I'll start with a brief intro about Space Kids India and what we are doing here. Space Kids India is an aerospace organization specifically located in India, in Chennai, Tamil Nadu. So we started back in 2010 as an ambassador for NASA space camps. So we take children from here to NASA and train them in different, you know, aerospace related fields. And that is how we came to know about CubeSats and nanosatellites back in 2010. It was like 12 years ago. At the time, it, things were very different. We started from there. So we wanted to get into space industry, particularly in nanosatellites. So we started with uh, launching high-altitude balloons for uh, testing our components and everything back in 2015. And uh, from there, so far, we have launched 18 balloon sat missions two suborbital uh, satellites to test our buses, one in collaboration with NASA as part of a student challenge. Currently, we have uh, two satellites in orbit. One is an amateur radio satellite and another one is a IoT communication satellite. So we are a full-scale satellite development company. We manufacture all the uh, components and subsystems for nanosatellites locally here in India and supply to all the research and education-based customers. And now we are expanding into new fields like we are working on a re-entry capsule and a sounding rocket. So things are getting excited here. Wow, fascinating. There's quite a range of work there. Uh, yeah. How many are you? How big is the, is the team? We are around 12 people work full time. And uh, we have another 12 contract workers who work when there is a requirement. Oh, great. So... I was going to ask a little bit about the, the missions you're involved in, but I think you've just given us an overview there. Maybe if you could just explain a little bit about how those missions have worked from on the procurement side of things. How have you gone about sourcing the, the systems and tools you need and indeed the, the expertise that you've required in Space Kids India, especially in the early years, maybe? Particularly in the earlier years, it, it was very difficult. Like, you know, uh, there were only few companies like ISIS and Blue Canyon Technologies who were, you know, supplying ADCS. And we had to separately go to their website, check everything, get their data sheet. It's, it's tough uh, in the earlier days. I'm talking about like, you know, 2014, 2015, like that. And one thing what we do here at Space Kids India is we actually don't buy the subsystems. We don't uh, buy communication system or we don't buy structures from third parties. We are, we are actually one of the manufacturers. We manufacture the system. 
what we buy is raw materials for example we buy microcontrollers or we buy uh, you know stepper motors for building the attitude control systems and we buy raw materials for building the structures so it's it's quite different because it is not just uh, we need to interact with the space industry we also need to interact with normal you know consumer electronics industry like uh, for example texas instruments or digikey like that kind of supplier so we can get the raw material and uh, get things going on so yeah uh, that's what uh, we basically do here and when you're looking for the sort of suppliers like the like the companies you've just mentioned when you're looking to, to for a new supplier or a new kind of mission or you, maybe you need to change for whatever reason um what is it that you're that you're looking for in the supplier company in order to create a partnership first thing or whomever we work with engineering support is the first thing we look at like how much we can collaborate with them and if, uh, you know in space <laughs> that a lot of things can go wrong and during integration there will be a lot of troubles uh, because it is multiple systems right each system is uh, manufactured by different people at different countries and everything has to work together so then only we can deliver the properly working satellite to the end customer so during this integration the systems has to talk with each other so first thing we look forward is good engineering support so in case if you are buying a system for example recently we purchased an attitude control system with the support of search search you know we found the supplier using search search and we bought the adcs and it's amazing they were able to provide us with all the support so onboard computer is manufactured by us it's it's our custom system in house system so we have to integrate it so that is the first thing we we'll look forward to and the second one is the flexibility on customization and also the timelines uh, for example here at space kids india our turnaround times are very quick for example in 2019 we built and launched a cubesat within 10 days and uh, yeah and last year we uh, fabricated a satellite uh, within 3 months so sometimes uh, there will be missions which require a lot of quick turnaround times it's it's not like usual like not every mission requires this but in some missions if you are able to develop a good partnership with a supplier who can support us in the long term with our custom requirements and suppliers as soon as possible that would be an amazing thing to work with yeah absolutely and when it comes to the engineering support do you think there are ways that suppliers could like explain what they do or promote what they do on that side of things better should they be giving you more resources up front or or uh, is it about integrating the systems you know testing integrating of the systems more clearly or there you know ways you would advise them to re- improve <laughs> that's really an amazing uh, question right uh, because while looking at uh, attitude control systems because attitude control system or like recently we are looking for uh, some propulsion system there are lots of, lots of options and it is uh, hard to interact with everyone write emails to everyone get the data sheet and you know uh, then evaluate all those things uh, it would be great if uh, you know i i understand the companies have lot of proprietary technologies and it may require nda to be signed off but it would be really amazing if they can give as much as information as possible upfront for example maybe insert search website or whatever the website they are using if they can upload it all the things online and it would be great like you know we can just go through the data sheet we can see who would be the right fit so we can just contact them directly instead of contacting everyone it will save time both for us and for them that would be really amazing 
and uh, what i would uh, also like think is there are a lot of companies like uh, in china uh, new companies are coming in china and from uh, japan uh, new companies are coming if they can also join the platform like search search or like any other platform existing a global potential can be tapped in for example here in chennai itself i'll, I'll tell you an example we are from chennai and for 300 kilometers from here we have another gps manufacturing company we've been trying to contact them for like a few months few months but we weren't able to get a reply because uh, that company is a very big company we have to contact uh, the right person to get the right response but we weren't able to do that recently you know they joined a bunch of companies from india like data patterns accord systems they all joined search search and we just sent a request from search search so it directly went to the right person and today we got the response so if companies can mention whom to be contacted for what aspect if it is a onboard computer whom should be contact if they can give a right way to contact it would be easier for us and a lot of time and energy can be saved Obviously at the moment there's a particular challenges globally with the supply chain and you've mentioned that you're procuring components and electronic components and integrated circuits and things and it's just pretty uh, pretty tough times out there for that sort of thing. If we kind of park that issue because you know fingers crossed it's a short term blip and there are certain things in the world which we don't have to talk about which could hopefully be resolved for the good of industry at least everywhere you know. If we park that situation in in a typical operating conditions do suppliers typically meet the lead times that they're promised based on your experience based on our experience before pandemic most of the time we were able to you know uh, there were not delays more than a week or so because mostly we work with uh, local suppliers local vendors so we you know get the components on time a major trouble where we get is uh, the import and customs clearance that is where things get stuck and the customs officers they don't understand what we are exactly trying to do and the moment we say these components are for satellite or space they get panic and they will inform the you know government agencies most of the time it is uh, during the import the problem will happen at least in india that we have uh, faced a lot of time and one time we even have to leave uh, you know one of our uh, payload which we flew in us and we it was coming back the sample was coming back and we weren't able to clear the customs at the end we didn't received it uh, you know we just left it <laughs> we just left it because it was so expensive to get the clearance so we just did it so that is where things uh, go wrong most of the time at least here in india and right now our government is working towards uh, you know promoting a new pace policy to uh, make this easier for us but apart from that like uh, suppliers like digiki or like uh, you know other suppliers who are uh, supplying materials like uh, semiconductors microcontrollers and all those stuff uh, we didn't face much problem before the pandemic but after the pandemic it, it's completely uh, going crazy and it's so painful but before pandemic it was uh, not that much serious there's more about the customs issues and the imports then and in those situations are the suppliers able to kind of support you you know is is it a, do you feel as if like the suppliers are doing the best they can and it's just down to some customs officials somewhere yeah most of the time uh, you know we won't be able to interact with the suppliers like digiki or element 14 they are a very big platform so we won't be able to have a you know continuous conversation with them 
it, it's all about what is the information we are giving the address and everything so that is the one but uh, if you're talking in terms of suppliers like uh, the manufacturers like we are uh, seeing insert search or isis uh, you know or endurosat those times uh, they try to support as much as possible from their side whatever the address we are giving and whatever the shipping requirement we are having on all those things it is not all about just the satellite alone satellite components alone sometimes the requirements are regarding the test equipments for example spectrum analyzers or signal generators so like that which are uh, you know not directly connected to satellite industry but it is very crucial for uh, uh, testing your subsystem checking out your satellite and dispatching it for the uh, you know delivery in that perspective uh, suppliers are doing their best recently we got a uh, you know signal generator for uh, testing one of our satellites and it was delivered under 24 hours under 24 hours it, yeah uh, not to India, but to one of our US, one of my friends there, and he just took it here. Within two days, we got it there. So they are trying to do their best. Uh, sometimes, you know, we also need to give correct import uh, codes, correct import clauses, and everything. If we make mistakes from our side, and if finally it's a mess, it's uh, we have to blame our side only. Yeah, it's great to hear that. You know, the suppliers are helping you whenever they can, and yeah, I think everybody recognizes that. That, as we said, the challenges in the in the supply chain are felt by everybody. It's not, it's not, it doesn't matter how, where you are, what scale you are, they're, they're kind of being felt by everybody. So at least there's that level of understanding. And obviously you mentioned a bit about the, the missions that you've, um, that you, you've done and there have been innovation in those missions. So you've tried to push the envelope in certain ways. When it comes to um, flying components at any level, if you want to you know, go down the, the parts of the subsystem, are you are you likely to fly a component that meets your technical specifications for a satellite, but that doesn't necessarily have flight heritage? This is, I think, an interesting one in the industry. At least from our organization's personal perspective, we love to fly components and subsystems which doesn't have any flight heritage. <laughs> we actually have dedicated okay. missions like once in a year or a couple of years just to fly components which does not flown before to space and qualify them so we can use that in the future missions because uh, we we are uh, at the end of the day we are not the end customer we are not sending satellite getting the data and selling it we are not we are not getting business out of the data we are a satellite manufacturer and okay. uh, the more yeah. innovation we can make in hardware more money we can save for our customers so it's our responsibility to test new components and qualify them so we can provide you know best service to our customers so most of the times our satellites it is not customer satellites uh, every year space kids india ourselves we have our own missions mm-hmm. personal technology demonstrator missions in which we fly new components and we love to do that uh, because we get a good deal because you know it's, it's a new component so prices are cheap and it's a win-win situation we can provide them with the data so they can evaluate how their system is performing at the same time we can also learn new things about like uh, how we can integrate these things in the future so we absolutely uh, love to do that and uh, we are actually going to do that in an upcoming mission as well we are flying a new eight attitude control system all right brilliant when, when is that uh, it's actually scheduled for launch on uh, august 15th right now the integration is going on okay fantastic oh well best of luck <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, then you mentioned that with your own systems and the own subsystems, that the price is a factor of like the flying of the price and you're all about being able to generate value at the end of it. So obviously price is a consideration, one of the considerations in space, but there's space is kind of a unique business model in the sense that the environment dictates so much of what goes on and price is therefore only one factor. But assuming that there was, you know, an established established flight heritage or, or performance for a product that you needed, would you consider switching to a new supplier, a new vendor for for any of the, the products due to a reduction in price? Or would other factors be more important to you in such a situation? Uh, it, it totally depends upon the situation. Uh, for example, in a mission where uh, we, are, we are having a camera in this mission, okay? The camera, we cannot take risk because it is one of the primary payload. So we cannot put a new hardware. So we are using a flight qualified, our own model, or it is a custom fabricated one, but we are not flying a new one. We went with the reliable, where reliability matters. So in that kind of scenarios, we will prefer flight proven hardware, but you know, in case it's more of an experimentation or like our technology demonstrator missions where uh, there is a price is reduced. What we will do is first we will get the engineering model and we will do an internal evaluation with the team that how good the equipment is and we will go through the documentation and we will check, you know, how they have done so far. And if it satisfies our engineering team and then we will give it a try, uh, maybe we can first fly it in a you know high altitude balloon mission and uh, we will be you know doing thermovacuum testing. And if all those things get satisfied, we will absolutely allow to go with the you know, newly developed modules. But if it is a flight critical one, for example, uh, the deployers will never take risk. The releasing mechanisms, the deployers, mainly uh, recently we had an opportunity to use a deployer uh, from a new manufacturer. But we have to say no because it was never used and we cannot risk to jeopardize the entire mission. It's, it's a very crucial one where we went with the more reliable flight proven system. If it is just a small mechanism like an antenna release mechanism, even in this mission, what we are doing is our primary antenna is held by a flight proven system, but we are just having another dummy antenna with a, another like secondary transmitter, which is held by a new system we are developing. So even if that fails, it's not a problem for us. But once we are able to prove it in space that it is actually working, from next time, we will switch to our own system, which will save us a lot of money. So it's, it's a complex engineering process and you know design process we have to go through for each and every component. Yeah, case by case, it changes. Yeah, you've given you know some really useful information. I think for for suppliers, as I mentioned, you know this is why I was really interested in talking with you. So, and you you know you mentioned engineering support, the importance of communications, maintaining those communication upfront. The sharing of of testing data and, and documents and everything. Do you have any other kind of general advice that you would give to suppliers on the in the industry today who would like to sell, you know, to a Space Kids India or to companies like yourself in the future? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, right now, uh, comparing to the scenarios which were like uh, uh, since we are here for like around the past ten years, comparing to the earlier days, right now. Things have changed a lot. Before and all, you can't even get the data sheet online. 
and uh, you have to mail the response used to be slow but now things got really better because new space has been trending one and everyone wants to uh, get into space industry suppliers they got really good at communicating with the customers so i think right now we are uh, doing almost uh, you know good but what i would say is uh, sometimes you know suppliers can include 3d models and uh, you know we can see whether it would fit our requirements our data sheets uh, detailed data sheet is a very important thing so every supplier if they can provide detailed data sheets in the product page which can be openly downloaded that would be an amazing thing that that's what i would say and uh, manufacturers mostly if, while looking at even in such uh, or in any other platform only the countries like us and countries uh, like suppliers from europe uh, only they are supplying all the details openly and it, it's available publicly but i have worked a lot with uh, people from ukraine i have worked a lot with people from russia from china i have worked with them and i know what are the amazing technologies they are having in terms of cubesats in terms of solar cells onboard electronics and everything but they are not openly available so if those people can also come into it the prices will become competitive the more competition the prices will get lower and it will benefit people like us so that would be amazing you're completely honest about your motivation for that happening but yeah that's but a rising tide lifts all boats and so you'd hope that the industry as itself would benefit from changes in it's, and as you say it's not about the ability to communicate it's about the mindset deciding to communicate because when it's needed in a in an individual a transaction setting the information is all there it's just a case of let's go one step further and do it in the marketing setting and also one more thing i would like to add is like it's a standard practice for you know all the companies to sign nda right before providing further details and some companies use portals like docusign to you know just sign the things and sometimes you know they'll manually send uh, the thing you have to fill up and sign it so if all the companies can come up with a platform or something where ndas and agreements can be just a single tap you know like we have apple money apple card and all right you can just tap it everything will get executed right because see as a supplier we work with tens of different companies and executing tens of different ndas mous is a is a tiring thing so if they can come up with a platform where agreements can be signed in a single tap even search search can provide such platform where you know uh, you can authenticate the ndas and mvus on behalf of customers it would be very easy for us and it would also reduce the load on our legal team great now that makes sense. so so you're not against signing the nda it's just the time it takes to do it is a bit of a limiting factor for you yeah right? yeah yeah that's important that's important for companies to know i think so yeah because for company it is just like uh, they are one company they are working with multiple customers for what customers perspective we are working with lot of people like them and we have to sign tons of ndas and you know different agreements yeah yeah i see so on the supplier side all their ndas are the same but for you you've got all different formats and stuff yeah brilliant well thank you very much it's been really uh, great information i think just as a final question to wrap up i wonder if you could just share a bit more about the plans the future plans for space kids india and what sort of types of new technologies are on the horizon what are you considering as as your missions and and services are maturing in the years to come now right now we are into manufacturing of uh, satellites uh, nano satellites weighing uh, less than 25 kg and uh, in the coming mission we are going to qualify our own custom bus 
that is one thing but our future missions where we are mostly concentrating is on two things uh, one is sounding rockets we are developing sounding rockets because we want to increase the rate of launch vehicles suborbital launch vehicles available because most of the companies are now focusing on you know orbital vehicles we work primarily with students and research institutes and it's it's really hard to get a quick turnaround time and launch cadence in suborbital vehicles so we are working on that and we are also working with uh, different suborbital launch providers to provide a common platform where you know our payloads can be launched to space quickly that is the first one and the second one is uh, we are working on a reentry vehicle like a space capsule which can go to space and come back we are personally working on some experiments which need that so these two are the major missions we are working right now fantastic well yeah both very um, ambitious undertakings there so best of luck with in both of those areas you know the more ambitious the project is it will be more thrilling and more thrill it's more fun to work with absolutely oh fantastic thank you and and if anybody out there is interested in um, in your work should, should they find you at spacekidsindia.in Yes, they can log on to our website and uh, they can reach out to us. We will be happy to support them. Great. And that's kids with a kids with a Z everybody or a Z if you're in the US. Thank you very much Rifa. That was that was uh, fascinating. I really appreciate you giving us all your insights and your personal experiences of procurement in the industry. I think it's really useful information. So, thank you from Satsuch and from our entire community. Thank you. Thank you so much to you and the entire Satsuch community and uh, it really makes things easier and I I hope there will be more uh, platforms for different things in space industry coming soon. Thank you again and to all our listeners out there. Thank you very much for spending time with us today. As I mentioned, you can find out more about um, Space Kids India's work at spacekidsindia.in and we'll also have some links in the show notes and everything. Thank you for um, spending time with the Space Industry podcast today. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Space Industry by Satsurge. I hope you enjoyed today's story about one of the companies taking us into orbit. We'll be back soon with more in-depth, behind-the-scenes insights from private space businesses. In the meantime, you can go to setsearch.com for more information on the space industry today or find us on social media if you have any questions or comments. To stay up to date, please subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can also get each podcast on demand on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play Store or whichever podcast service you typically use.